is the Sounding Board Podcast with Hachi and Damo. Thanks to Drinkwise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to Drinkwise. Nice to have your company on the Sounding Board for Drinkwise. If you're choosing to drink, choose to Drinkwise. This is episode nine of this eighth series of the Sounding Board for Drinkwise. It's a Tuesday morning of this particular week. And Craig Cutchison, you're fresh off episode two of Footy Classified. Hello, Damo. Yes, got back from New Zealand on the weekend. I, I'll touch on the New Zealand trip back in a moment because there are a couple of things that happened there I'm interested to get your views on. But uh, before we get into anything in the world of AFL media specifically, I wanted to talk to you about federal politics. I know people's eyes roll over when we talk politics, so we'll just... <laughs> Only because we don't know anything about Correct. it. Correct. But, but it doesn't stop us talking about it. But just in the midst of the allegations I've been putting to you over a period of time about your allegiance to the Liberal Party, and in particular to Peter Dutton, who your brother Mini Damo is the press hack for, or flack. Um, lo, and be- lo and behold, you have him on as your guest, <laughs> invited by you, FAMO, on Triple M on Saturday. And- Friday. Oh, Friday. Friday. Yep. And you and Das do what really amounts to a, like a rally for the Liberal Party at their lowest moment. No, and- no, no, no. If you want to set it up, Hutchie, I'll set it up properly for you. So we, we on Triple M have had a theory for some time now that, that Luke Darcy, in fact, you were part of this. I started it. You started I, it. I don't know if you realise that, though, but you, we started it. I'm going to say you started it. So so we picked up on you Not starting we. it. No, no, we we'll say <laughs> we. Nathan Brown and I had particular interest in this angle. Yep. Uh, we got a whole show out of it last year one time. It was picked up by the Herald Sun. Uh, he had a poster of Josh Fry. Rodenberg in his front yard yep. for the previous to the last federal election. We knew that he had a relationship with uh, Peter Dutton Hutchie because Peter Dutton admitted that publicly, said that he introduced him to meditation. They're great mates. So we were just putting a few two and twos together and probably getting 48 for all I know. But we um, then read the Herald Sun last week and there was another catch up publicly. Between so you said, oh, I know a guy can get to Peter Dutton. I had a good contact in that building. <laughs> so, I'll get him on. So again, I won't go. Mini demo. Make so, it happen Friday about 3.15 and... All of a sudden, you've got the exclusive with the federal. Well, it was a pre-record, yeah, yeah. It was a pre-record. Oh, you, you all went out of your way. The people that wouldn't turn up till two minutes before a broadcast arrived early. We had a so, beautiful little bit of craft, radio craft, yeah. Hutchie, with myself Labor, and Nathan Brown. Were the Labor Party given the same opportunity to speak? No, because the relationship is not with the Labor Party. Yeah. The relationship uh, my rest, my case, Your Honour. Peter Dutt. What, what did you want to do? The Labor Party had no comment on this matter. So you've had a bit of fun with Peter. And it did, yeah. did emerge that A, uh, he and Luke are a bit closer than we all thought. Yes. And B, you and Peter have stronger links than anyone realised. He was very familiar <laughs> with you. the first time I'd spoken to him, aren't you? Very familiar with you. Did you get a text from Peter Credlin during the interview saying, this is sounding great? <laughs> Keep so, it up, guys. What they, what, this is where the crossover between the trip, the carry-on that we do with Triple M, where we don't talk footy, as you probably know, thankfully, and then the listeners of this show, the marrying up of the two, because I got a lot of personal feedback. Is this part of the smoothing and the warming process of Peter Dutton? <laughs> so he so, said, yeah, it sounds like a good opportunity. Who are yeah. these guys I'm talking to? So so that went down on Friday. It wasn't a great weekend for the Liberal Party, to be fair. They've lost the last state, well, other than Tasmania, I should say, excuse me, but uh, New South Wales went, and yeah, a lot of feedback on our socials that you know, now that the whole country is coloured Labor... Um, is it time for our media to realign a little bit more in way with the nation as it votes? Um, your view, as a liberal, staunch liberal person, one of the last <laughs> hanging on, I'm obviously neutral. I, I, I'm tired of having to say this every time because I always assume there's a, a, someone listening for the first time. 
I am the greatest. I am the definition of the swinging voter, Hutchie. Okay, so just, I just need to table that every time you say this rubbish about me. In fact, last year I, I chose to not vote for either major party. I couldn't even make a choice. So th- that's my right as a voter. So I have got no dog in this political fight, Hutchie. What, Back about, to your the, what about the media side of it? Though? Back like, to your question. Because yeah. we got a lot of now that uh, um, Dominic's gone and Chris is in in New South Wales, a lot of people wrote to us saying, "Do you think that the way that?" politics is covered is out of step with the way we're now officially voting. But are you referring to media across the board yeah. or, or, or one, well, one, gonna, one company? You're not going to be able to help New, yourself. News Limited and slash Foxtel. Is, is that who you're referring you're not to? not be able to help yourself here. But what well, you, hang on. You've loaded the question up for me. What, what did you, how do you want me to answer it? Do you think... I think there is impartial reporting on a lot of platforms, but yeah. not News Limited and not Foxtel when it comes to politics. So do, do you think there'll need to be a realignment now of... Now that the power's gone. Well, they've got every election wrong for the past 15 years in its predictions, I, 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 in its build-up to it, in the, attacking, in the attacking, the personal attacks on each member of the other party. What's done is done. Do you think there'll be a now realignment or a, a breaking of bread, do you think, no. between the two? No. no. No, they'll just continue to threat and continue to you know try and get them to their table on their terms, which yep. doesn't work. I mean, the, the Premier down here... Rightly or wrongly, and I've got very strong views on him too, Hutch, you know how he handles himself, Daniel Andrews, but he just shuts them out and, and they and they just throw the toys yep. out of the cot. He refuses to talk. What about the China move? He didn't let that be known till late so that no media could book to go and cover him on the tour. Is that what I hear? Is that the yeah. reasons for oh, it? I think that's what happened. Wow. I, now, I, if, if I'm wrong on that, I'll wear it, but so I'm told he went late with the announce so that the- Should there be more transparency around that? The whole, just just the word China, it, people shiver at, in certain sections of society these days for, for, for whatever reason. Because you would think most, you know, certainly News Limited would have wanted to send a journalist on that trip for sure, maybe two. And, and the Age and Fairfax would have wanted well, I to I think send every one. media have they, would have. I don't know if they've subsequently sent one, but they weren't given any runway, were they? That, so, that, so there that, wasn't the embedding of the reporter as we often see on these types of overseas trips? I don't think so. Um, no, no, no nice I don't think photos anyone was brought in Shanghai Harbour. Or... This is how we're going to do it, and we're going to bust you around to the next city in the morning, and we're mm. going to, you know, you'll be given scones and jam and cream at 10.30 and a few words with Dan if you're lucky at 10.40, and <laughs> you get a briefing from the third in charge at 11.15, but don't say you got the briefing. <laughs> None of that seems to have gone on here. And we'll give you yeah. this story, and we'll give the other yeah. organisation that story, but you can't go with it until yeah. 10, uh, 10.18, and they'll go with it at 10.23. We've got a nice restaurant yeah. booked tonight. Dan may or may not pop in to say a few words to thank you for your time after dinner. But, but if he doesn't come, yeah. he just wants you to know thank you for your, yeah. your attendance. <laughs> so that's how sort of goes, but it looks like that was sprung on them late, mm. so that's interesting. Um, Jane Jane is bouncing over in this seat, Hutchie. Now, I don't know what she's done here, and this we actually may play something here that we may not air, okay, which we've never done on this show, because she is so excited. I walked in today, five minutes before the show started, as I do. You walk in about 90 seconds. Um, got the running sheet. She said, I've packaged up the Peter Dutton audio from Triple M. Put the disclaimer in here that Jane has some links to the Greens these days, so... <laughs> Any of the audio you do here, or you may you have to apply that lens, and it's in the right. We should put the disclaimer well, on the content. Well, in the scorecard last yeah. week, you dropped a bombshell, which was lost on. Well, it wasn't lost on me because I knew of the situation, but I didn't. I, know I'd it. forgotten that it wasn't public. Could you want to back over this? Well, I didn't know it wasn't public either. So well, I it is now. I won't, you... I won't back over. But let's play the audio if we can. No, no. But before you do that, I need to have a writer on this too because I don't know what Jane's done. All I know is she's told me she's now got a voiceover of it. And this may not actually go into the main body if I don't like it. 
In the last couple of years, there's been a distinct focus on the sounding board on Hutchie's attempts to make himself more relatable and palatable, perhaps, to the average punter. We call it the warming process. But when one of the frostiest politicians in the business was suddenly elevated to opposition leader, our focus shifted to a considerable task, the warming of Peter Dutton. With Damo's brother, Mini Damo, being the man charged with the defrosting job, we've kept a close eye on the progress. And despite Damo's assertion that he he barely even speaks to his brother. Evidence has come to light this week that proves he has been co-opted into the family business and willing to use his significant influence in the media to turn the blowtorch on the last remaining icicles still clinging to Dutton's sturdy frame. The evidence, an expose on the Friday huddle, which in fine Triple M form started with an intro longer than the actual interview itself. It's not true, Very close to the truth. (laughs) But many thought that wasn't enough for Das. Luke's positioning himself for a run, isn't he, at some stage? Is that what that's about? Yeah. Sometimes you go looking for stuff and sometimes yeah. it just comes across your desk. This is massive. This is a Friday Huddle special investigation. Then Dutton, sickeningly familiar with Damo's pet name. Mr Dutton, thank you for your time today on Friday Huddle. Uh, well, Purple, great to be with you, mate, uh, and the crew. Thank you very much for having me on. Dropping catchy <laughs> references to beers. He had some trendy beer that... Uh, that he ordered. It wasn't a VB, so uh, it was it was it was okay. I wouldn't say it was great. And daggy haircuts. He, he has got that dodgy mullet haircut, which uh, <laughs> is more about him trying to look thirty than uh, than his actual age. But ultimately, fulfilling Mini Damo's objective: seven degrees of absolute warming. I, I'm apolitical. It's not something I follow, but I'll be voting for Mr. Dutton. After yeah, that. outstanding person. Good fun to catch up with. How he good sense of humour. Not the, quite the way he's portrayed. Well, two things there. Do we leave that in after all that? And, and, and the second thing I want to say before I get to you is I got accused of a long intro. What about yeah. Jane's intro? Was that, was that an ad, was that an ad for, for Jane? <laughs> was it as, as an audition? Did you, did you pay for that? <laughs> it's called satire. Long setup. Oh, <laughs> you got there, Jane. I'll give you that. Oh, long setup. You, you might want to go the 1.8 fast track run. <laughs> Yeah, I liked it, Jane. We'll leave it in. Look, to be fair, it was a long setup. It was as longer than what we did on Friday night. It was worth waiting around for the purple reference. (laughs) (laughs) That did say a lot. But anyway, that's anyway. We're out of time now on the sounding board. (laughs) So drink wise, if you choose to drink, choose. Uh, Last thing on the bulldogs before we move off that. The bulldogs. (laughs) Don't get me started. You've already got me down the. You know why I brought to attention, like wide stream attention, the um, controversy around your teeth joke with. Luke Beveridge, which I tabled my uncomfortableness with last oh, week. Oh, oh, did you? Where, where'd you table that on this show? On this show, okay. And because it was thrown away flippantly on the uh, on the what s- caught my eye on the Sunday show, show. I did alert that it may have ramifications because it was uncomfortable viewing to oh, see a journalist so you... mock a senior coach. Oh, was you? You're I was uncomfortable. I told you that I'm on the record. You can go back to series eight, episode seven. Anyway, <laughs> episode eight. There was a. <laughs> There was an incident during the week, I believe, very small one at the Bulldogs, where there was a closed training session. Are you across this? I, I think I've yeah. got a, an awareness oh, of what oh, you're about, about to say. About to reveal this. So there was a closed training session, and the media were asked to leave, and they did. I think Mitch left and others, and the Channel 9 young reporter. I think it was Braden? Yeah. Ingram? Stayed and sat in the coffee shop to have a coffee, and was kind of half hanging around, half not working, but was then... Um, forcefully asked to leave, not in an aggressive way, but told in no uncertain terms that by Luke that he should go because even Mitch Cleary, who breaks stories, has left, 
And secondly, after what your network has put us through this week, which was a reference to you and the Channel 9 team mocking the senior coach. So there is, that has inflamed the situation. I would have thought they've got a few more things to worry about. Maybe a a 51-point loss in round one and a 52-point loss in round two to to worry about. I heard Gary Lyon on the rabbit hole suggest he was uncomfortable too with the tone of your... Coverage, so that was another... Oh, well, Gary dared by this, another, another credible... Hang on, well, hang on, this is news to me. Gar- Gary had to have an opinion on what I did on the Sunday so Sunday like it was hang, a, hang, What did Gary say? I won't go into detail. No, no but, hang on, you, you, let's table this. But he, he did suggest that he was along the lines of me, I think, that it was a bit you know, uncomfortable to see a Ugh. senior journalist mock a senior coach. So has there been any ramifications no, other, because, other than that well, nine being asked to leave the venue? Sam Darcy came in for the handball segment on the Sunday footy show on the weekend and, and, and unscripted said that that it was funny and, and that, that Luke Beveridge having new teeth was funny and that he was slurring his words when he was – and it was made a joke of in the, within the club. I so You've had another joke. Was that on your camera on Sunday? Yeah. So you've had another go on Sunday? Oh, I didn't have another go, no. Oh, so I didn't even know. ask the question. It's about time to let this go, isn't it? I didn't even ask the question. <laughs> I'm personally still – Where are you taking this? Office still here to break bread between the two. Oh, Can, <laughs> do you think you're in a position to cover Luke Beveridge objectively from here? Of course, because you do. Like oh, what I say to everyone about you is, you're yeah. the nicest guy in the world. You're easygoing. You're unflappable and, until you're not. And then when you, <laughs> you don't hate very many people, but you are a world class hater when you do. And, you, and there's a long road back, and that's where you and I differ. Um, I'm in and out of controversy all the time. You never find it, but when you do, there's no way out of it. So, do you think there's any way, being such a good hater, that you can Hachi, this is, try and cover I, the situation? I know you're just trying to goad me here, and you've already got me to say something about News Limited already in the three minutes we've been talking today after Jane's intro took up five and a half minutes. Um, you're now trying to get me down the Western Bulldogs path. I have reported very favourably and positively on Luke Beveridge. I would argue more than 50% if you want to draw a line on it. Um, that's a, that's, a, that's a, the weirdest thing I've heard since Caro said she was Alistair Clarkson's greatest fan last night. Well, that, no, that is the weirdest thing I've ever heard. There's nothing worse <laughs> than a journalist, and I'm labelling labeling this at you, and, and Caro in part, who who was <laughs> strong in their criticism of someone, and yep. then when, when pressed about it, say, hey, I'm their biggest fan. No, I'm not his biggest fan, and, and they, I've just said You've that reported I, favourably. I've, co- I've reported favourably what they did in 2021 when I was in the, in the fortunate enough to be in Perth and saw how he put a team into a grand final. I was ve- favourable, not favourable in the last 90 minutes of that game. Sorry, the last 45 minutes of that game. Everyone at that time, because you're getting fed lobster every day by Basil in the, uh, in the hub. But <laughs> stressful can time, they turn it around, the Bulldogs? Uh... Oh, you know my, and you've heard me say this for probably fifteen years. Actually, I wait till around six before I make make those sweeping statements. So we need to make in media. I, I absolutely get it. Uh, some people go a bit earlier, but I, I wait till around six. You think there's a there's a worry? You think there's what rounds a worry at the crossroads? Uh, there's a worry right now. But again, it's round two. He's yep. lost the opening matches of seasons before and, and made finals. So I'm not going to yeah go down that path. But to answer your question, absolutely, I can talk objectively. I just won't and ever, don't ever want to patch up a relationship. Just while we're on footy clubs and... Would you be able to know whether you're being objective or not? Don't, don't aren't, Isn't the person... Hachi, if you wanted to... and this, There's no way of a doing this. question. No, no, but what I was about to say to answer it, if, you, if you're able to access everything I've written about the Western Bulldogs during Luke Beveridge's time, I would argue, and this is different to what Caro said last night about her views on Clarkson recently, I would argue that there is more positivity, in fact, far more positivity than negativity. Now, yes, the negativity has actually created the headlines through other media, absolutely granted on that front. And, and, and the personal relationship side of it 
it doesn't exist. I don't want it to exist and I don't care for it. But but in terms of the objectivity of the game and the team and his position, I, I wasn't as negative as some people were about the club reappointing him last year, if you recall. Now, you were. You you felt you felt differently. It's why I did even in that. Yeah, I didn't think it was necessary at the time. Yeah, but see, again, just to back up my point here, I thought it was going to be very hard to move on a coach who had got them into two grand finals inside eight years. And I've said that regularly. Yep. But that takes some skill. That takes some doing. Understandably to some degree, but you do get a long, much longer grace period in a club that hasn't had much success when you achieve a premiership. Like he's He's... One of two, right? Not one of 12. I think, I think he deserves every bit of grace. People have survived 10 years without making a grand final. I mean, I love Ken Hinckley. I'm glad he's still coaching, but he hasn't gone yep. into a grand final. Luke's been into the two. Times, times change. People, and and, and change. importantly, one one. I mean, you need to re- reinvent if you're going to survive. Yeah, and I'm that, not sure he's at the reinvent stage yet. That may yep. be the issue. Yeah. I think that's the biggest challenge. Tell me, hey, tell me your views. And, and I've, I've got strong views on this one too. Here's what we do on this show. Daisy Pierce being banned from football clubs. If you've got strong views, I'll let you go first. All right. You often do make me go first, and then you think about where you are on it. I have no problem with a club banning Daisy Tom Daisy Pierce from any access to a, a dressing room. I, no issue. In fact, I'm surprised some clubs would let her in. And I say that on the back of her being an assistant coach in the Geelong Football Club operations, both AFL men's and AFLW. So I have no issue. I, not one percentage point of issue with, with Daisy Pierce being banned from opposition club rooms as part of a conflicted role as Channel 7 commentator and a very, very good one at that. It's interesting because let's talk self-interest for a minute, which always wins. <laughs> if I'm the club, I'm if I'm a club and I'm allowed to form that view, I'm forming it too because your interest is for your club. Absolutely. If you're, if you're the CEO of Richmond and Geelong are a great rival, you say, look, we respect Davey so much we don't want her in here. That's if I'm if I'm Channel Seven, I'm building the desk saying I'm paying you 120 million. Daisy's one of our marquee stars. Mm. We do, she can go where she wants. No, no, I don't think that I don't think that has any argument in that so in that both, conversation. Both parties are entitled to have that view. I can have the view. What's missing is like AFL leadership on this to say this is the this is this is what we think and this is how it's going to be. No, you, you cannot be having AFL leadership telling telling a club and a broadcaster well, how to, how yeah, to do their business. It's just a, it's just no. a rule. So, so now I think I know you well enough to say that you would yep. be saying that that she should be allowed in, as as per yeah, I, an edict from AFL headquarters. I absolutely feel that. Yep. Why? Because they, a there's no real intellect that you can no, forget discover. That. Anyway. Forget that. There could be. The, the, no, I, I know B, what you're saying there. But it's uh, easily disguised if you're worried about anything. You could, like it's not like there's, there's one room. There's multiple rooms. Yeah. And and see, it's the broadcast. The broadcaster funds the game, and the broadcaster can hire who they choose. And present them in a manner that we're in an industry of the one percenters, Hachi, and allowing access to 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 a person employed at another football club in the football space to your confines. Yeah. Well, in those moments, I'm a big believer in open media. I know you rooms. are, Hachi. I know you are. Hachi. We're in the entertainment business. Yeah, I get all that. I get yeah. all that. I don't think Channel 7's coverage is lacking for not having Daisy. No, I understand that. Pierce inside too. a room too. I mean, she she can still. It doesn't feel like she it's... can still give her expert commentary. Not being in the rooms. It doesn't affect – I don't think it affects her or the product at all. Yeah. But with that being said, like the, the the lack of regard often paid to the role of the broadcaster by the clubs is still – No, no. no. D- D- Daisy, D- Daisy Pierce has made a decision, Hutchie, to, to go down the dual path this year like, like a lot of people before her in footy. And there's a conflict in that. And, and I, some people are sort of scared to – 
well, debate this properly. Got there's a, everyone's got a conflict. Yeah, but when you work for a club, and then you work for media, that that's a that's a heightened conflict. Well, not really. Yes, it is. It's not absolutely. It's not it markedly different. Well, okay. You ask you ask me about my coverage to of Luke, Luke Darcy or Josh How, Jenkins okay, or do, Jimmy do think, Bartel. No, no, or... Do you think Daisy Pierce will be absolutely um, critical of of Chris Scott on Channel Seven if they go zero and five? No, but I don't think that. Well, would you say that's a conflict? I don't think Daisy. What? So long as conflicts are fine, if you know what they are. I, I have always argued they're, they're half entertaining. Actually, no one in the history of Australia has had more than you. So I, I yeah, get you. I, you embrace. I conflict. would argue. I always was a fan of the. You've Eddie, got Eddie McGuire covered. I, I was always a fan of the Eddie conflict and the Brayshaw conflict, <laughs> and because it's part of the entertainment product. We are quite simply in the entertainment business that is by and large funded by. It's not entertainment when you're broadcasting your game. It, it, that, that's football coverage by the host. It's of not, we're not the New York Times in a matter of record here. And please note yesterday, Daisy Pierce. Let's not get the New York Times as being like, the, the we're barometer in the, we're of We're in the entertainment business, Damon. We're in the showbiz, and yeah. who, who cares? It's we're not. We're not saving the whales. Actually, we, we, we once were in the in the business of trying to win premierships and and, and protecting yeah. IP so, is, is is a key part of that. IP, give me a spell. What, what do you reckon, Daisy? Came Geelong Match Committee. You're not going to believe this. I saw a sign on the wall that said, well, "Try hard today." I reckon we should try that. <laughs> <laughs> like, try hard. Tell, tell me the tell me the absolute best thing you think Daisy nah. could glean from being in a room. Hatsy, you you were the greatest scour information I've ever seen in in, in a footy club environment. I, I I used to go to the rooms after every game, and, and you would not every week. And don't get me wrong. But there would be four or five times a year you'd see something, you'd hear something in a room that you just stored away. You just stored it away and you produced it for the rainy day when there wasn't much else around. Or you'd go and chase it straight away. And, and you know that. And, and you've you got more of stories of that type than I ever did. If the game is about trying to find a half percentage in your mind or a one percentage. Well, even, even a quarter of a percent. I don't think there's any edge in this. But let's assume for a minute there is, right? Do you think Geelong have been smart then to say, hey, Daisy, we'd love you to come and work for us because we think you're an elite coach in waiting. But we'd also be happy for you to keep working at seven. That doesn't do any harm to us. I think it's good for Channel Seven for for yeah. But do you think Geelong have actually thought through that and said Uh, the chance here to share the check and to actually benefit from the insight? Look, I I would imagine that's a missed part of this. Yeah, the thinking that yeah, Geelong have clearly thought through. Uh, it serves our needs for Daisy to continue to work for seven because, hey, we don't have... There was a, a war for Daisy Pierce, wasn't there? An absolute war to have well, her on, on a club's books. A, and very understandably. A, that's... Geelong won the Geelong war. don't have the money to compete with Channel 7. On, mm. like Daisy would be... I would I, I would guess Daisy's paid more by seven than Geelong. Probably, I, I, don't, I would I don't say know. comfortably more, to be fair. Um, I, I would think it would be on a par without having... When it's also none any idea about it. But there would, would be a lot of money close. for Daisy to walk away from... Uh, so Days has a chance to have two employers in this period of transition and to explore coaching. I think it's smart by Geelong, smart by Daisy. I do too. And I think small minded by everyone else. And find find your own no, angle. No, no, I'm talking about one aspect of the Find conflict. your own angle. I'm, I'm talking about one aspect. Yep. What, what, the, 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 la, the access to opposition club rooms, that's what I'm talking about. The, the, the whole. You don't have to be on the payroll to be a, a, a Trojan horse on information, though. It, it, it elevates the issue. Well, I don't know uh, Jimmy Bartell and Luke Darcy are smart, very smart football people who... Well, I don't think they should be given access either when it's all so said and done. You don't think they should be allowed in the rooms? No. So Luke Darcy, who hosts Saturday Night Footy from op- opposition team rooms... Has he rooms, definitely been in opposition team rooms? 100%. Well, I don't think he should be. You think he should be banned? Yes. From other club if rooms? I, if I, I'll tell you what, if I'm the, the CEO of that club in question and I know that that's happening, a, a, a director of another club is coming into my rooms, I'm saying, sorry, mate. Out. That's small-minded, don't we? No, it's not. That's an interesting uh, development here, though, Jane. That's not a bad uh, clickbait story. That uh, Ben Darcy says uh, 
on air colleague. I, I banned Bartel. Oh, I'm well. mates with these people, um, by the way. Can I, 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 but you, you've raised it. You, you let, Let's go. I don't agree with you. Mm, of course you don't. I don't know how clear I can be on that. <laughs> I couldn't agree with me more on that one. That's <laughs> what Mike Moore would say on the front line. Hey, can I ask you a question? Covering your own employer in news, probably an area we haven't got into much over the journey. Before I start this, congratulations to Rupert Murdoch, who got engaged to Anne Leslie Smith last week. Uh, they look, they seem really happy, and that's great. Um, Anne Leslie Smith, 66, her late husband was Chester Smith, a country singer, radio and TV exec. Did you know of him, by the way? Um, I'd never heard of him. No, no. I, I don't think I had. For, for both of us, it's a gift from God. We met last September. Uh, she's a widow of 14 years. Um, so... It's um, really nice. Um, They're now, in love, Hutchie. Rupert's in love. Now, how... At, at, at uh, 90, is he 92? Uh, 91, I think. Okay. How tricky is it when your employer... Like, give me the... Take me inside the <laughs> corridors of news. Why do you oh. load me up? You know what I'm going to say here, Hutchie. What, what, can I get your view on this? How does it... It was first reported by Cindy Adams, who is News Limited's probably global most recognised social columnist, right? Is she? Yeah. New York Post. Okay. And New York Post is his great love. But, but, right? so, but, it, but it wasn't on the day it broke elsewhere, though, was it? It wasn't reported. Oh, no, I think it. I think the Post may have gone first. Oh, it got, well. It got six to eight paragraphs, to be fair. It didn't get, you know. Can you read some of those quotes? Do you reckon he's actually uttered this? How does it happen? Is, is this a quote from Rupert that we've got on the sheet here? I was very nervous. I dreaded falling in love, but I knew this would be my last. It better be. I'm happy. Is, is that Rupert's quote? Yep. Oh, so come how, on. how does it? Can you imagine? How does it get handled? Can you imagine News Limited dealing with that type of on-the-record statement? It, if it was anyone else, age ninety-two, that wasn't Rupert Murdoch. And can, think, can you just yeah. imagine what they would do, Hutchie? And I think the Australian papers largely ignored it. Oh well, again, Have you sent it to the Australian papers. I'm much? happy to be paragraphs. corrected. I, I ha- you know, I look, went looking for it at one stage, and I actually wasted some time looking for it. I could not find it on anywhere on News Limited. Now, I, I may have missed it. I can see it. I does may it, have missed it. I didn't see it. Does it come top down or bottom up, this story? And how many global <laughs> editors get paranoid about the placement of the story? <laughs> well, <laughs> there's, like, there's a start by someone ringing up head office, head yeah. of corporate affairs saying, we've heard a whisper that Rupert's getting engaged and how would you like to handle it? Or does it, or does it come top down where Rupert's uh, right hand says... Look, just want to get this out of the way, guys. Um, I'm engaged. We don't want any salacious stuff in the paper. I'm thinking six-day paragraphs. I'm going to supply you one part. Or, 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 or C, do not report on this at all. Well, that's happened before. Well, but well how it's it, miraculous that many... these editors are attuned to their cities and what yep. people like to read about. And, and given they've all become gossip um, organisations anyway yep. and clickbait-driven, yep. it's staggering that all editors of all News Limited papers didn't see the need or the, 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 the desire... Or the interest levels of something involving a 92-year-old who's been married. Well, he's been around the block a couple of times. Yeah, I think he says yeah. that in the story. Is this yeah. his fourth, I think, or third? Right. Fourth, yeah. But yeah. Does he happens to be one of the world's most known people and one of its richest and one of its most controversial um, on so many fronts. But, but we don't think there's any interest in this, despite it being guaranteed to click its socks off if we run it. It's, then, a, it's miraculous how all those in, editors in your, came with that conclusion. In your considered opinion, as, as a you've got me too worked up again early. News limited employee. How many global editors and sub editors and associate editors and, and features editors? Because he knows a lot of editors. How many are on the global CC list on how this is going to be handled? <laughs> no. And no. how many are on the BCC? No, list? no. That, that, that's a that's an in office yep. communication verbally with. Uh, you, you don't want to get that send list to 
widely distributed, yep. Hutchie, because that could come back and, and blow up in your face, couldn't it? Because there's two, there's two things that happen with a story like this. One is risk. You know, you don't want to be the editor that puts it on the wrong page or the wrong length or cuts three paragraphs. Or, or even it. runs it. Yeah. <laughs> so you want to, it's a global decision. Yep. And then two, there's obviously the opportunity to, to what I would say, curry favour. <laughs> okay. Which is what I reckon Cindy's done here in paragraph two. Um, but first, before anything, we discuss the important stuff. <laughs> like his bride to be's Asakut Diamond Solitaire, which was almost groomed, personally selected. He says, yeah. I'm one fourth Irish. <laughs> he presented the ring to her on St. Pat's Day is this in all our very own NYC. Is this in the New York Post, is it? This, this article. Yeah, already... paragraph oh. two. <laughs> and then we want to give um, yeah, Rupert one paragraph and Anne Leslie two, because yep. that's a nice thing to do and Rupert will like that. I hope they're happy, Hatchie. That, that, out of all of this. That's, oh, it's, look, it's it's absolutely fantastic. And you know what? The only thing that matters in life is what how you and your partner feel. That's what anyone else thinks. On I'm that aspect of it, I'm that. actually being serious. If that it's makes him happy, good on him. No, 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 and I actually seriously mean that. But, but I just felt it may have been covered in the papers he runs. Just a little bit. No, I have a different view. No, I, I think if I was, I'd, if I was Rupert, I'd say, look, cover it. Just don't go overboard. And like it's, it's oh, fair enough. Why? What? Do it to but be I, fair. My, to the my laughter is aimed at the editors and how they jockey on positioning themselves into the into the global yarn. <laughs> I think you you know the answers to the questions you posed, didn't you? Yep. Have, it, you ever had to cover, have you ever had to cover your boss before? Or oh, you do all the time with Gil? Or you? Has he, has well, he, was a period of time where you were my boss. Has he ever? That caused me drama. Has Gil has ever, ever given you a hard you time? You know how hard it is to defend you at times out there? <laughs> I've never asked you to. <laughs> no, but I do it without you knowing. I, I put out spot fires. Yep. I still do, Hutchie, even though we don't have that boss employee relationship. You anymore. put out spot fires? Lots of them. What sort of spot fires? All sorts of them. Give me an example. <laughs> oh, lots of I've it. I've left a pretty low-profile life over the last few years. <laughs> no. no, I'm not. I'm just talking business here, Hutchie. <laughs> hey, hey, we having, had a couple of... Uh, having said that, board. can I just ask you a question? On... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is where I've seen your brain tick over in the this late very seconds off, of a conversation. for the sounding board. But I'm, if I was to be self-reflective, I, I would say I have low self-awareness, right? I'd agree with that. I think I've got reason- I, I I'm reasonably instinctive on others and very low instinct on myself. I'd agree with that. And and, and I'd also argue you've got better at it. But, yep, I'm, I'm with you to this point. So what when you are sitting next to someone, what is arm rest protocol between the two of you? On a plane? I'm going to start with a plane. It happens at the movies, happens at the footy. But yeah. On a plane, how is the arm rest best shared between the two? Yeah. It's a good question. This, this is a really good question. Because everyone seems to have a different view mm. of what's fair and, and reasonable. So I, I think if you can work out, work it out. If you and you're usually sitting in a domestic situation, aren't you? Flight situation where there's there's three. And if yep. you're unlucky enough to be in the middle, you're in trouble. Yep. But if you're on the ends, you've got one already. So I reckon you can see the middle or the or the second armrest in those situations. For the person on the aisle, you can see the well, oh, so you, think the you, you think the one between is the, is the person to your left owns that armrest? I, I think the person in the middle has has full access to one of those armrests that, that he or she deems is, is his or hers. Yep. And and a good 68% of the second one because you 68%. are in the middle. Yeah, I'm going with more than 50, but not quite as much as three quarters. So what if there's only two of you? Let's call it one A and one B for the sake of the discussion. Well, there's enough. <laughs> and there's a there. there's a wider oh, yeah. armrest in the middle. And you want it to put but there's only very thin ones to the right. But you want to put your laptop on your that sort of stuff. Okay. How do you play that? Well, if if you're working and the other person is, and I think you assume that I've got a little bit more access to more space than the no, other no, person. See, that's, you can't yeah. assume. No, 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 no. I, I know it's yeah. dangerous too, but in those situations, you'd like to think that that's okay. Yeah. I had so I've 
So these, so these here days. we are. Well, it was one A and one B with you, so keep going. <laughs> yeah. so these days, I mean, I know there's been times in the past when I, you know, when, I when I've been a little um, not more, unaware of these moments. Yeah, yeah. but now, I've, tried, I've, 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 I've been tried to swim between the flags for the best part of the last decade. No, you, you. What I will give you, you, you were conscious of these moments. Maybe not at the time you need to be, but you are. As, yes. as my Christmas cup that Claire gave me says, I'm self-aware of my lack of self-awareness, <laughs> which is the one I got for Christmas. Can I get? A, can I get? A, is, <laughs> yeah. is, was there another one of those? <laughs> I'll, I'll drink it in this studio only, and, and put it. That was a great gift, for Christmas. <laughs> That's good. But so on the weekend, flying back from New Zealand. Yep. I, I'm getting ready. I always carry carry on, so I'm always a bit of a cluster trying to get you settled. You take up all the, the... And I take my laptop out of my bag and I'm going to work the whole day and I put it down momentarily on the shared armrest yep. while I'm getting myself sorted. Yep. And I get my first clip from the guy next to me which says... <laughs> Do you know who you were, by the way? No. Even, we, be- even well, better. This is even better. Yeah. This can is, we, mate, can, it, we, can we put that away? Can we put that in there? And I was like, yeah, you know, I will. I'm just getting organised, sorted, so I know the players and left yet. Is this before it's even taken off? Taken oh, well, no. So you, you've got a problem you already. So it's, it's 15, not your fault. I'm down fifteen, stage. love. But then, so then, what I probably should have done is realised that armrest was going to become the battlefield for the rest of the trip. Well, and so you know, you're normally aware of those moments, yeah. And, and you. But I thought no harm really in using the laptop and having just the elbow rest on my fifty percent of the yeah. very thin armrest <laughs> until about twenty minutes in when I got a, a nudge, I got oh. an elbow pushing my elbow. Oh. And at that point, I really just sort of conceded defeat. That elevates it. But I, I, I got busy. I got working. I wasn't concentrating. And I found myself elbow go back on there. And there's which point I got a gasket. Like I got a full scale. <laughs> That's not how the armrest works. And you don't understand. And oh. uh, like like meltdown. And I just stayed calm. <laughs> uh, you know, it's not my first armrest rodeo. So I thought I'd just <laughs> try and work my way through this very calmly. I said, I said, look, I just thought it was a 50-50 style setup, and didn't realise that it was a no-fly zone for either of us. And how would you feel? I'm like, well, you, you take it. I feel very comfortable with you having the armrest. I thought it was subject to availability, you know, like a car park. Like it's, <laughs> if someone's not parking there, you park there. He was like leaning against the wall um, with no interest in the set armrest. So I thought, you know, 50% at least of it, and maybe to your point, 68% might have been available to me on occasions, subject to availability. Yeah. To which point. The meltdown happened. <laughs> I would have liked to have seen this. I said, I don't think I've ever seen anyone melt over an armrest I before, like seeing but... you in friction. <laughs> and then from that point on, we had to cordon off the armrest like it was a oh. paddock that couldn't be used. And How did you do that? With, with, a, with, a, with a serviette? Or... And we, both, we both worked away. <laughs> now, to my point, I would have had no issue. No you, issue with You the... wouldn't have. You wouldn't have. I, I, armrest was there to be used. It's a good armrest. It was, it was you too can't good. have an armrest going to waste. It was too good an armrest to waste. <laughs> it wasn't like it had a shared cup holder. That would have been all wow. sorts of controversy. That's another conversation. But I thought it was a, it was an armrest that deserved to be used to the fulfilment of its of its cause. Yep. Um, unfortunately, then the armrest um, was, was had to stay a lonely. When the plane got into its uh, dock, did, did did you converse? No. <laughs> No, I went full-scale Damo Luke beverage then, I thought. No, nothing can be achieved from here. <laughs> and I reckon... And what, I, didn't, I stayed so calm till then, I thought, do I don't now. want to say something at all. What we're going to do now, <laughs> you need to be aware of this after it happens, Hachi. I'd like you to bring a moment like this to the Sounding Bullisters every single week because the, the, the lens of, of you is different than the lens of everyone else in these so situations. what I want... And so, you are awkward. So you, ask, you are socially awkward. Can we get a poll up on the... On the armrest, is it a 50-50... 
is it? Do you take a hundred percent of it when the other person's not using it, and vice versa? No, you, you shouldn't ever should assume a hundred. No. Should you discuss? Look, before the plane takes off, should we agree on our arm rest strategy? Here? Well, see, that may have been your tactic. Listen, mate. Or um, should we both stay away from can, the Can I? I've got a lot of work to do. <laughs> I don't know whether you know who I am, but I'm very important, and I need access to this if I can. <laughs> but I, at no point in my mind did I overtake more than 50%, but I am a big guy. I accept I'm a bit awkward, and my elbow did rest in the middle. It was not being used. <laughs> he, in fact, he had zero interest in arm, the armrest, so, but I did, I did cop a fairly big clip. <laughs> I'm, and I'm glad of that being the outcome of all this. Yep. Hey, uh, we had a couple of uh, sounding board um, regulars, Hutchie. There, there was a breaking silence. There was a breaking silence during the week. Glenn Bartlett, or, or Glenn Bartlett, as they actually uh, promoted their old son, in a pointer to the article on Glenn Bartlett, uh, ex-Demon's boss, break silence on Civil War. We had a breaking silence. Yep. Yep. There we go. And we had a uh, oh, one of those um, ones I love, the, the the recruiter, the anonymous recruiter. Oh, yeah. yeah. Who, who's we're, quoted we're, saying we're, something about another player. And we this, spoke about that last week. Uh, yeah, this is a new, this is an elevated one, wasn't it? Um, sure? He's a bloody superstar, so much like... Dustin Martin, it's unbelievable. It's a good quote, isn't it? Yep. But it's just from a quote, we a did, recruiter. We, we didn't talk about that last week. I don't think it was that quote, though, was it? Yeah, it was. Oh, well, yep. if, if I've backed over If you're backing we'll, over stuff, then... Well, yeah, we'll yeah. Ma- if I'm back over, it's time, time to finish the show. <laughs> <laughs> and we and we lost we lost 48 minutes or 23 minutes when Jane, with Jane's opener at yep. the start. So, are we <laughs> yeah, done? Are we done? Is... Jane's saying yes. Question of the week. Oh, question of the week. On the sounding board, it's our question of the week for DrinkWise. If you're choosing to drink, choose to DrinkWise. Let's go down this path today, Hutchie. Jeff C. on email. People keep mentioning the millions slash billions of dollars concussions and CTE are going to cost the AFL. Why is no one concerned with the impact on local footy, considering no insurance company would be likely to cover local clubs in the future? How would local clubs be expected to correctly adhere to protocols on the back of volunteers and semi-qualified trainers? It's... Lengthier than that, it's yeah. a really good email. It's a and spot on point, Jeff. It's, it's a great question to ask, and I'll get you to. Well, I think it. the biggest problem is that the AFL players themselves aren't taking out aggressive enough insurance on themselves. If you ask some, let alone country footy and the and a local footy, suburban footy, and the cost of that. So, this has a massive knock on ramification for the cost of local footy. Yep. And it is the single biggest complicated part of this debate, Jeff. And you're right, it has not nearly enough media oxygen, and it will get some over time. And it's why the flow-down effect of everything they do at the highest levels of the game do ultimately, maybe not immediately, but ultimately impact the, the lesser levels. And, and to Jeff's closing point in his very well-detailed email, uh, no grassroots, no footy, which, yep. is, which is so true. Yep. And, it's, and it's why, and people still don't like the crackdown on the... The bump as of round one and the and the sling tackle as we talk today, Hutchie, in, in round two. There you go. Yep. All right. That was it uh, for DrinkWise. If you're choosing to drink, choose to drink wise. Thanks for listening to the Sounding Board Podcast with Hutchie and Damo. Tune in for questions tomorrow and to send a question to the boys, email thesoundingboard at sen.com.au, follow the show on Twitter at Sounding Board EP and like the Facebook page. It's all thanks to DrinkWise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to DrinkWise.